Hello, welcome to the Honest Wargamer for another faction reaction for Age of Sigmar 3. I'm joined by my very good friend and a man who needs no introduction, Vince from Warhammer Weekly to talk about Snash. Vince, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you for gracing us with the presence of thee. Well, as always, I'm honored to grace thee with my presence. Uh, it's, it's a great time, Rob, as always. Good. Happy to be here. <laughs> good. Are you well? Before we get into it, are you well? How's things? Yeah, fantastic, man. I'm good. Uh, it's too early, as as always, but I love doing this show. And as I said before we went live, and I will happily repeat on air, Rob, I love you more than I hate mornings. So there you go. <laughs> it's very kind. It's very sweet. And you've been knocking them out of the park the past couple of shows. Uh, past two weeks especially, I've enjoyed your Wednesday night shows if people haven't uh, checked them out. So do check them out. Uh, and also Tyler's obviously fantastic. So uh, super worth. Not that I think anyone who listens to this needs that, but uh, you should give them a check out. Um, and this, and if you guys want to, I will include the links to We'll Have a Weekly if you for some reason might need it uh, in the show notes. I appreciate uh, but, it. Uh, but you're on here to talk about Sinesh. If you are new and haven't watched YouTube content from the Honest Wargame before, it's a podcast and also it's filmed in front of a live studio audience. That's right. It's the Twitch chat. Uh, we've got Tom Dix, Gloden, Winner Dave, uh, the Kimmon, Angle, Neuroshock Dubs. A lot of people excited in here. Pete in the chat uh, said, Afternoon, folks. Just got parking tickets, so I'm ready for some salt and rage from Vince. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, so Vince is going to be talking about Sinesh. Um, before we get into uh, how they played in two, you're a big fan of Sinesh. I don't think anyone needs that introduction, Vince, but just in case, uh, do you want to let people know? I am a giant fan of Sinesh. I have invested a huge amount of my life into painting Sinesh. I started playing Sinesh in 2006. I've played it more or less throughout that time, off and on, uh, throughout many edition changes. I have six painted Keepers of Secrets in my army, seven total. Uh, I have 10,000 points of painted Slanesh all done to a display quality level. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what to say there. I, like, I truly do love the army. It is my favorite Chaos God. It's the only Chaos God that makes any sense, especially in the modern world. Not the, not the, not the Skaven gods. Oh, the Skaven has the other, now. no, Skaven has my head. Okay. First of all, this horned rat isn't a scape, isn't a chaos god. Like I know he wants to be, but we got to be honest. He's honest with himself. He knows he's not in there. One of his thirteen personalities is honest with itself. Okay. So, Skaven is the perfect chaos small c god. It's the they're the only actual god interested in chaos, and I love Skaven. Mm -hmm. But Smorgan was already here. I actually, as I was going to sleep last night, Rob, I started preparing talk tracks around Skaven. And then remembered that I'm talking Slanesh today. But that's okay. Apologies. It's all right. No, it's all right. Skaven have my head. Slanesh has my heart. There you go. Okay. Good. Okay. Well, on that, on that, let's talk about Slanesh in Age of Sigmar 2. Because in Age of Sigmar sure. 2, they had like a tumultuous kind of like um, uh, setup and, and <laughs> fall. Uh, so, yeah. How did they play... Uh, I guess you don't have to go straight back to the activation walls, but I guess that's a good place to start for the people who knew. How did they play in two, and how did they kind of end in two before we got into three? Take me on that journey, because it's 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 a, it's a it's a big one, is what I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah, sure. Long ago, before the dawn of man, <laughs> the year was 2019, an age we've all forgotten. <laughs> a past age, a different age, where we would see each other, hug each other, touch each other, lick each other's sweat. <laughs> uh, in that time, an army was released 
into a meta that only knew how to fight and scrap in melee in the middle with relatively low armor saves. No other armies existed at that time. And into this was birthed a new world, a world of Slanesh, an army that very easily made you not activate at all and would pile in its entire army twice into you, killing you before you ever fought. It was one of the least interactive and fun things to play against, but it was highly effective. And there were outcries and a gnashing of teeth. And from certain corners of the internet, there were shouts to ban this overpowered force. From certain corners, there were people who stopped playing it completely because they were sad, because they they simply weren't having a good time with it. Mm. Then began a new age, the age of the nerf. And so it was bequeathed that four to five nerfs would be necessary to bring this <laughs> army into, into fair play. So the four or five nerfs were handed down, weakening Slanesh's power each time. And eventually, the world changed beneath it. The meta evolved so that more gross shooting entered. Things like Seraphon and Lumineth and Zinch became more powerful than ever as they ascended to the top, eliminating the even remotest chance that our force would have any playability on the table or could achieve a victory. And thus, we were relegated yet again to the shadows, wanting evermore to be competitive in tournaments, but finding it impossible. Although if you were playing 40k, you picked up a load of cheap Keeper of Secrets for your for your OP 40k army, which is great news. Uh, <laughs> the divergence of the timeline was was really nice. Thanks, Vince. Yeah. That was that was beautiful. Yeah, uh, there was a lot of nerfs. I would say that they went from uh, like if I could, they went from effectively a completely broken faction stats wise uh, because any like seventy percent plus isn't like ludicrous. 55% is ludic uh, plus is ludicrous. 60% is insanity. 70% plus is like, which is 40k currently are dealing with that problem. Uh, then they did come down to like a far more reasonable after the first initial set of like um, changes to the low kind depravity points. Then they came to a far more reasonable level, um, and then uh, yeah, then they got hit with a with a bunch. But that interestingly isn't the end of the story for Sineshi in HCMR2. A predominantly combat army that took out huge portions like were successful in ways some armies before daughters of cain which is a nice by the way law-based parity which we've never really discussed that the on tabletop kind of like counterbalance was the daughters uh -huh. of cain sinesh dominance i always thought that was nice because they they're so intertwined and um we didn't get to uh yeah we, we got to a stage where uh, they were okay uh, but that isn't the end of the story, because in Age of Sigmar 2, we still got another book and then an additional yeah, right. update in the in the Broken Realms. And I know you've talked about this a lot, but if you want to give us kind of your, like, TLDR on the initial... On the, the newest Sinesh book, so this is the book, if you guys are out there, that are going to go buy, but came out in Age of Sigmar 2. It is a very challenging book. <laughs> uh, how about that? I mean, look, the, the, I don't want to I don't want to dwell too much on it, though. It is still our current book. But I mean, it was underwhelming and it was insulting that it was released at the same time as the Daughters of Cain book, which was so much better designed, outrageously pointed. I, I'd like to I, I would like to make a, a, a small request here for, for the sure. larger community. And I'm going to try this myself because I'm just as guilty of it. When things are obviously just bent, we need to stop saying, especially as commentators, that they're so good. 
I'll give you an example. Oh, sure. We talk about cogs in the current world, and we're like, like Ready in BOS 3.0. Yes, that's the wrong words. No, wrong. Incorrect statement. Bent. Cogs is bent. That is the correct statement. At 45 points, we know it's pointed wrong. Like, you know that. Now let me, let me let me let me reiterate this because I had Logan Samer on the show last night doing the 40k mm-hmm. spy center with us. Uh, in 40k, uh, there are two armies, three army, two armies with a third to come uh, that are very good uh, in, uh, under your uh, terminology, bent as all bananas. Um, yes. And uh, the the thing is, is Logan was like Logan was like what like. Like, this is, what a dumb game. So stupid. And I was like, hey, man, this is the field I've, I'm talking in. This is where I'm at. So right. the, problem, the problem for me is, is like, I'm never going to be able to affect change. So I have to live with it. So it goes from bent to just like, oh, that's really good. <laughs> that's really yeah, good that's to me. Problem. We, we, we hold up the stuff that we obviously know is problematic as good. This is just a minor thing that's been on my mind. Like, I wouldn't, like, they're definitely not good. Cogs isn't good. Shackles isn't good. Like they're they're bent. That's what they are. Anyways, uh, so Slanesh is the opposite of that. Uh, whatever the opposite of that is, and the yeah, I mean overall the the new book was underwhelming. Very highly pointed. We all thought, oh good, that's fine because we're we're just pointed for 3.0 because all the points are going up. No problems. Then 3.0 happened and our points went up further. I mean yeah. we're paying for the sins of the previous book. We're also <clears throat> theoretically highly overpaying for what is supposed to be very powerful summoning. Okay, sure. Yeah, I'll I'll remember that over here while Zinch is like, oh, I'm getting like 32 faint points a turn. <laughs> I don't even know how to stop getting faint points. So happy but, with it not? is all I'm gonna say. So happy with it. So uh, so they got a new book, and the new book, as you described, is challenging, not particularly effective in-game as well, although there haven't necessarily been the tournaments worldwide for us to really look at that. And then sure. the launch of that book up until um, uh, the launch of Age of Sigmar 3 coincided so closely that I don't really think they got a true run out. And also mainly events that I would cover during that time period during lockdown, either here or um, uh, because we, we've been able to have some small events, but there weren't many in the world. There were some in Australia uh, and there were some on TTS, which is where you would play. But Owen and, and a load of the other guys also, obviously also running TTS events. We normally run no FAQ, no play. I run no FAQ, no play. Um, and therefore, like, without, like, they didn't really coincide time enough for really, us to really see if our predictions as commentators that they're not going to be overly strong come to fruition. I feel that that's definitely true. Um, but, like, it's more than likely the case. Uh, so going into Age of Sigmar 3, which because yeah. the book was so close to Age of Sigmar 3, even though we knew it was meant to come out previous, like much earlier than when we did eventually get it, which was close to the deadline. Um, uh, I think a lot of people were thinking and assuming that the book obviously uh, was pointed for 3. So before we start talking about the winners and losers in 3, uh, can I ask you... Uh, oh, no, actually, can I, can I get a couple off you? In 2, what were the big units? Like that's one of the things for new people. Just sure. just in case they never accessed the army before, what like really stood out as units previously? Generally, you're talking about it. The, the the army was very much part and parcel of its its main greater demon, which was the keeper of secrets. Obviously, she would feature in most, you know, most lists, often in multiples, um, especially in the early days of the of the uh, list. Um, the contorted epitome was another really good one. The important part to understand, I think, for historical people who may not remember, is that. It was unlike the rest of the chaos armies up until the release of the new book here this year. It was a, a, basically a demon-only army. 
right? Um, there was a little bit of mortal action in the in, in proper Slanesh, yep. quote unquote, right? That is, you know, not our our other forces um, in like Hellstriders and stuff like that, but who were very popular as as chaff. They were they were a hot take and still are, ironically. Some things never change. Um, but you know, realistically, you were running stuff like. Keepers of Secrets, the Contorted Epitome, maybe Seleski. Um, Seleski was a pretty popular choice because she, she, they could do a lot of work. Mm. Uh, this is the twins, the little demonette riding on top of the other thing, right? Uh, but yeah, I mean, those were the, like your. It was a hero hammer army, right? So an important part to understand about the army is it was very much in its old world life based completely around the heroes. The heroes were the engine that drove everything. They had the locusts. They got you depravity for the most part, right? So you you had to be hero heavy. So you almost always had six heroes in your list. Yeah. Right. And and so that drove everything. The the other units were honestly just there to be chaff. And it was also that the Warsaw Battalion, the the Supreme Cyberites was also like I feel like a key element of that, right? Yeah, sure, absolutely. Because it was just a good way to put all your heroes into one battalion and get some extra command points. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there were generally all three of the sub factions in the previous book got some amount of play. Uh, they all had some defenders or, you know, people who thought they were good. Um, even though they are all underwhelming, we have like the sort of most underwhelming sub factions they've ever printed in Invaders, uh, Seekers, and Pretenders. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, like, they, but they still had play, they had things you could do. I mean, you watched me play an Invaders game two years ago in the summer at NashCon when at one point in time I had 11 command points and I, I, well, I went back and watched you commentating and you were like, does he have, does he have 11 command points? What, <laughs> what is going on in this game? I'd never seen double digits before. I was so excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is, which that was a very regular occurrence for me to hit double digit command points in the game. <laughs> that was a fun time. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um... Uh, so those are the things that were common in two. Uh, so before we get into, and obviously if you would like a deep dive on the five minutes I think Vince is about to give me on uh, three, I'm sure you can watch the three to six hours he's already recorded on it, maybe 12. Um, Age of Sigmar 3, hot takes and thoughts. Like we've had everyone do that. As a gamer and also as kind of like an overview, like what, like, what are your thoughts and feelings on it so far? Yeah, sure. And yes, we've done about 12 hours on it so far. So said so like the the last show being the the show we rounded it out with which was the uh the problems, the challenges, what's wrong with AOS 3.0, right? So, uh the my answer overall is I love 3.0. I think it's really great. I think at the same time there's a lot. Like it's a lot. 3.0 is a lot. Okay? Yeah. I really love it. I love playing it. For me, it's wonderful. Okay? I love things that they've added to the game, like the heroic actions, the monster actions. New objective holding is great. Um, I like the new scenario uh, scoring mechanisms. Okay? I think that's really wonderful. Uh, I think a lot of the sort of rules cleanup and the way they organize things is very efficient and very clean and, and a great job. Like, they did a wonderful job in in defining 27 out of the 28 sections of the core book. One of them is utter trash and should be literally ripped out and replaced. Um, Which is but the that's section, not bad. Or is that a spoiler? Is that like a YouTube? Enhancement. Oh, yeah. 
good. It's enhancement. We all, the enhancement section. We all agree. Yeah, it's it's utter, like it's just bad. It's bad mainly, Vince, I, because they gave people access to uh, generic items that they could take, which is always a bad idea, right? It's it's not the uh, first of all. I know where you're going with that. I'm I'm happy to see the. <laughs> we won't, we won't, we won't revisit that one. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm happy to have the Amulet of Destiny back and other things. The funniest part to me, Rob, about the universal items yeah. is that when we had 64 and they couldn't make 64 that were balanced evenly, I was like, well, sure, because there's 64 of them, that'd be impossible, mm-hmm. right? We made four and we couldn't even get there. <laughs> uh, so. I, don't even I mean, know we could get that. there, but anyway. Sure. <laughs> at, at any rate, not what we're talking about. No, the enhancement section, i.e. section literally like 27 dot what X, mm. right? Of how to assign these, what are they, when do they occur, how do they occur, how do I as a player utilize these, is the most incomprehensible, like, midi muck of nonsense that's, that requires all these FAQs to untangle and just still, people, to right now, we're, everybody's running around like, I don't know how this thing works. Can we do this thing? Maybe. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous to, to print that. It should, be, it should be undone. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, uh, so it's good. But that being said, it is a lot. And there's going to be a lot of players who are put off by third edition. Yeah. Um, hopefully less than, than come join the game. I really hope that's true. Uh, but, like, it's a lot, man. When we're, you know, like, if you don't have a sort of cheat sheet, especially here at the beginning, uh, you're just going to forget a ton of stuff. It's much more mentally taxing to play the game now. I played a game two days like, ago with real. Mark, who's played six tournament games, and halfway turn three, like, he went, like halfway through his turn, he started doing his shooting phase. He was like, oh, my battle tactic is, I was like, it's too late, mate. Like, there's two points to me. Like, you, you choose it at the start. You've had six games now, like, and three practice games. If you're not choosing your battle tactic at the start, now I'm punishing you. Like, that's where we're at. Like, you could do a couple of spells and then say battle tactic. I'm fine with that. You can't get to the sure. shooting phase. Well, still in the hero phase. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's going to be a lot. It's a lot for new players to learn. Like, it's a lot for the scoring. Although, actually, I'm not sure if they hadn't played the game before, um, uh, which was Sam's point the other day, which I think was so excellent. I think if they hadn't played the game before, they would be more comfortable with the scoring system. They'd be like, oh, start the turn, I've got to pick a thing. Like, it's something that's ingrained. It's no, something I, we've got I think to read. You're right. I mean, I think it can be easier. At the same time, I'll, I'll say this. If I was in, we talked about this on the show, because I think the number one hurdle, number one challenge for 3.0, this is my point in the show that we did this week, is actually getting new players into the game. And if I was getting a new player to the game, I'd play like a thousand points. I would cut grand strategies, battle tactics, and battalions. I would jettison all of them. I wouldn't even use them. Because we don't need them. You don't need them to play the game. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. Like, the game functions sans those things just fine. Yeah, yeah. So don't use them. We're just in your first games. So you think challenging for new play- players, but ultimately, how do you feel about it for the competitive scene? Like, as a, a tournament? I mean, game? for the competitive scene, they're going to eat it up. It's a wonderful game for the competitive scene. Because it's going to skill separate better than anything, any other edition we've had. But that's a double-edged sword. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, because you start at a lower skill threshold, like when you start new. Yeah, like and it's already right. like torturous to understand and play Warhammer, like to the point. Like they should, like again, the beauty of Age of Sigmar Zero for all of its faults, uh, pretty easy to pick up and play, uh, which I think was right. one of those things. Um, yep. Okay, so any other hot hot thoughts about or like just general thoughts about three before we kind of move forward? No, I'm excited. I've gotten six games in so far. That sounds right. Uh, six. And I've, I've loved it. I'm, I'm the only thing I'm sad about is I'm not playing every day. I, I watched Morgan Skaven review, and he's like, "Yeah, I got a game in every day this week." I'm like, "And I hate you." 
I got four this week. Uh, yeah. so, uh, but you got. Well, sorry, I'm not running tournaments out of my basement. So this is the world I live in. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's su- in- super necessary though because I think it's so so yeah. different um, to the last edition. So like, you got to get those reps sure. in. Um, uh, my question, quickly, I haven't asked anyone else this yet, but this is just one for you. Do you have any hopes uh, for the rest of the edition? Like, is there something you'd like to see from the battle, the battle tomes? Um, I'm sure you might have covered this on the show, but is there something you'd like to see from battle tomes that maybe we haven't seen so far? Uh, yeah. I, how about this? I've got fears. Do you want that? Sure. Sure. Uh, good as okay. Hopes. So, um, in the new battle tomes, please do not, under any circumstance, include the following things. Can't wait. Army-specific battalions. Yep. Grand strategies or battle tactics. Uh-oh. Do not want. Agreed. Uh, do not want. Agreed. But store, kick-ass story, though, do want. Fine. Yeah, great. Yeah. Absolutely. Fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, I hope that we... I, I would honestly love to see all sub-factions, or, or a lot of sub-factions, go more to the city style or the slave style than anything else. Um, I think that's a better style of sub-factioning. Uh, than than like the stormcast model than the chamber model, if you will. Yeah. Um, or or whatever it's called, I don't know. But you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, do, you, do, you um, yeah, 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 yeah. You want to see more city style? Like, would you say Seraphon's not that style for you? Like, is that different? Uh, Seraphon's kind of both. It's it like I want to see less other things. I don't want to see. I don't want to see any book that that looks like Lumineth again. I think, yeah, I think Seraphon... Where we just throw all the rules at them. Like, you have, uh, rule, you know, unit keyword-type rules. Your Sonari, your Venari, your, your uh, 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 Alaric. Mm. Then also you have sub-factions. Then also you have this, and this, and this, and this. Like, that book is... It, it's ridiculously over-designed, and they should never make another book like that. It's, it's just over the top. Like, I, I watched my buddy, who's a pretty cash player... But who who picked up Lumineth, yep. right? Like he he's played High Elf since literally 1995, and for the first time since I met him, he painted models. Seriously, he's had the same High Elves, and he's been playing off of like his original painted army since '97. Okay, right. And uh, he went he, when Lumineth came out. He's like, these guys are awesome. I love these things. They're just like my High Elves that I fell in love with back in the '90s. He went out, he bought them. He's actually started painting again, and I'm so happy for him. He literally hasn't painted in more than 20 years Amazing. that it made him pick up a brush. Okay? It's wonderful. So I play Lumineth almost every week. <laughs> and watching him play in third edition, he's like, uh... All right. Um, like I'm going to use a penny here. And then, wait, hold on. Oh, hold on. That's the most common phrase. Hold on. I also need to do um, this thing. Okay, roll here. All right. The, that case, okay, so I spent a penny... This bravery goes away. They're now neg one bravery. Uh, okay, hold on. What else? Uh, okay, also, I'm going to all out defense over here and, and as well. Uh, all right, so it's Iliatha, so I'm going to spend another command point. I'll have this unit do it as well. Okay. Um, all right, I think I did everything. And I'm like, cool. And then I do one more thing, and he's like, all right, hold on. Hold on. Anyway, please never make another that. Um, it's fun to watch, though. Uh, because people are like stop doing things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't lament. 
him. I like playing him. He's a perfectly fun guy. He hey, fun if you really want to stress a little like player him. out, just ask at the end of every phase if they want to do something now. That's so fun because they're right. already stressed. Like They're like, oh, my yeah. God. So, do you want to do something now? They'll be like, stop. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's talk about Sinesh. Let's talk about Sinesh in third edition. Um, so uh, yeah, winners and losers. Let's Take me through them. Take me what your, your feelings and thoughts are on winners and losers. Short list. Okay. Uh, all right. So yeah, I guess I guess I guess one of the things I didn't ask well enough uh, in uh, some of the other shows as well is winners and then com- like comparative winners because I think um, uh, uh, Chris did a really good job with Ironet Deepkin because he talked about Eels m- being a loser, but I still think that they're very competent in game. So I guess I guess really it's like what are the winners in the book, and then also like where do they sit is also probably the other thing. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. So yes, an excellent framing, Rob. Because look. The uh, saying anything is a winner in Slanesh is already a stretch. Like, by the comparative of most other armies, the answer would be error 404, winner not found. Okay. That's just the hard, unfortunate reality of the thing. Now, it doesn't mean the army's unplayable. It isn't. Okay. Uh, I have played it in third edition and and had fun okay but it is a fragile uh still often melee focused finicky finesse uh army and in a world of a lot of things that just hit like mac trucks or can withstand any amount of pain, like who can anvil up in third edition, as we've talked about, right? And just be like, I don't take damage. Mm-hmm. That's a funny thing. That's a funny thing you're doing to me. Um, you know, Slanesh has neither the hardest hammers nor any kind of anvils. You have no hammers. You have no anvils. Okay. Yep. You have mobility to a point. Like, you have some mobility. Um, you're not the fa- We're not the fastest army in the game, but we're also not terrible at it you know it, it's almost reliant completely on its overpriced summoning okay like that is to say like we but i say overpriced i mean i mean every other unit in the game in the book is paying for the sins of the summon yeah okay to ridiculous levels i mean it's just so obvious on paper when you look at it like you, if you do if you even begin any kind of unit comparisons it's it's comical Right, you look at like Bliss Bar Barchers for 180 compared to Sentinels, or any other shooting or in the game. Let's not pick Sentinels. You know what? Let's not pick, pick Sentinels. Let's pick, well, let's pick Namati Reavers. Hundred percent. I think Reavers have play. And I, I agree with your guess. I think Reavers have play in the new edition, um, or Reavers or Iron Drakes. Okay, like it's comical to have you know ten guys that shoot averagely on a six-up save with bravery six for 180 points <laughs> with 10 wounds. Like, that's just comical. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the uh, So, you know, when it comes to it, there just isn't really the normal tools you would find in armies, right? Well, I'm sure you're like me. When you build an army, you w- you look and you say, okay, what are my anvils? Like, what am I going to move into a position and hold and be able to hold an objective and withstand some punishment? What are my hammers or my counter punchers, right? That kind of thing. What's my sort of distraction pieces that I can use to draw the enemy into bad plays and bad positions, 
right? And then what's sort of my general utility that's going to increase the value of everything else? That's kind of how I tend to think about forces. I'm sure it's probably how you think about your army. Yeah. That isn't a game you can play with Slanesh because you're just not going to find anything that fit multiples of those categories. Yes. Yeah. Right. So you in, instead you it's it's really as I said it's the it's a it's a four F's force. Okay. It's a fragile, finicky, finesse. We all know the last F force. <laughs> it's all right. We don't. Okay. We're not on your show. Fucked is what they are. <laughs> so. Now, that being said, it's not like they have no play. Winners and losers. Let's get into it. Okay. I, uh, the winners, in my mind, are, ironically, Sigvald. Uh, I think he's actually quite a winner. He He's bordering on actually being good anyways. Yep. <laughs> okay? Like, even by the standards of a normal army. Now, he's a unique character, obviously, a doy, right? Which means he can't be kitted in any way. But thankfully, he does a lot of good things. He's one of the few sources of Ren 2 in the army. He ignores ward saves, which is wonderful, yep. right? Uh, he has a, a great built-in bonus to charge at plus three to charge. Yep. Okay. He's fantastic in, like, Lurid Haze Invaders, which is one of the sub-faction sub-factions they added in uh, Wrath of the Everchosen. Yep. He's a, he like, because in Lurid Haze, you get to pull D3 units off the board after setup and then ambush them in the first turn. Only in the first turn, because we do anything that anybody else does worse. Yep. Okay? Like, if somebody else just gets a rule, we get that rule with a restriction or a weird downside. <laughs> His is only in turn one. And I hear you, Beast of Chaos players. I know you're out there like, yeah, join the club. I get it, folks. I get but it, But what's guys. weird about, what it, like, so I think like, what is, like, a conversation point as well is that this is a brand new army. Even the demon side is, like, much newer than many of the other product ranges that exist. Like, so, like, it's, like when, when Vince talks about this stuff, like, this is an entire product range and, and the, all the mortal stuff is brand new for them to look at it and think, how am I going to make this playable on the tabletop? And then, like... So when you haven't got any of those overlapping abilities or rules that they threw at Lumineth, for example, it feels so much... It, the, the difference is starker. Beats of Chaos is like, hey, they, they just found some models and now here's a battle tome for you. Like, we don't care. Sure. Like, this is brand sure. new, right? Anyway, sorry. Yeah, it's weird you have so much beautiful stuff. Yeah. yeah. And and yet, here we are with these rules. Yeah, I mean, they're just afraid of the summoning. And honestly, I wish, this, I wish they made the wrong choice. I don't know why Slanesh is like the summoning army. That makes no sense to me. Um, just, just weaken our summoning, please, and, and reasonably cost us, and the world would be much more fun. Like, I don't like having to... It's it's a terrible tournament army, by the way. Okay. Um, just it, logistically. I As somebody who played it in tournaments for more than a year, it is so annoying to take Slanesh to a tournament. Okay. Because, first of all, everything in the army is fiddly and breaks easily. Yep. Like, you have a lot of extremely fiddly models. Okay. And then on top of that, you have to bring, if I'm bringing a 2,000-point force, I have to bring 35, 4,000 points. Yes. 3,500, 4,000 points. Because I might need to summon anything. And you and, and because I could have a game where I get on a crazy run and just start summoning like mad, right? And like, oh, tiniest violin in the world for me on that, right? That isn't every game. And 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 whatever. Like, I, I don't want to, we'll, we'll talk about the summoning later. But But the point is you just have to have so much crap it's really annoying. Uh, I just, I'd rather just bring my army and then occasionally summon some stuff. <laughs> like, fine. There was a question in the chat, actually. So I think it's a good one. 
Um, uh, free summoning was introduced in 2. Some people might not know that. Age of Sigmar 2, we didn't have free summoning previously. The 40k model that they have now is, was ripped off our AOS 1, and that was you had to uh, pay, you had to be down points in your army list and, yeah, and summon yeah. into that. Uh, you still pro free summoning, do you think? I am. I am. I think it's the right thing to do. It makes sense in the context of the game and what's happening. You just need to make a system that's fine. No one's complaining about Korn's free summoning. No. But the core right? players are. Or, 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 or Nurgle's free the summoning. The players are like, could this sure. be better, please? That, because they're looking across the fence <laughs> at what they see as the upsides of like Zinch and Slanesh summoning or whatever and being like, I want to go to yeah. there. You know, no one's complaining about Beasts of Chaos free summoning. It's great. Those are, those are all pretty correctly pointed. I think Beasts might be the most accurate perfect summoning mechanic in the game actually okay. like the way it works i, I think it, like tempo wise and what it achieves i think it's actually near perfect okay okay um so, but sigvald that's where we're sorry yeah anyways sigvald's a winner okay yeah. he's great to come in off the backfield uh he's he's beautiful in lurid haze he can get in there he can do work he doesn't have a huge number of wounds but he does have a three up base save and a four up after save, which makes him pretty hard in the current edition, right? He can have his best day ever. He can easily all out defense. If he's in lurid haze, by the way, he also has an option to use a plus one to save in the combat phase. That's the command ability that lurid haze gives you. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the point being is that you can actually all out defense somebody else if you need to, and still have a plus one save for him. So you do have the ability to use it twice in the combat phase. You effectively have two all-out defenses in Lurid Haze Invaders, which is cool. Yeah. Um, so it's good. He's good. Uh, Sinessa, uh, one of the new uh, twins. Yeah. Right? Although the twins uh, were not what I was expecting at all and are very disappointing vis-a-vis -vis what they should be as the progeny of Slanesh. Yeah. She's pretty good. She's like 260. She's a big demon. Her, her, she has a relatively interesting spell that can fight that she can fire off at unlimited range all over the board, so she can go hide back out of dispel range and just start trying to hero snipe, um, which is a relatively useful thing in this army. Um, she's mobile; she flies, which is something cool uh, that isn't. It's pretty uncommon in uh, in Slanesh, yeah. right? Um, the blade bringers. Uh, on chariots are generally, I would consider. Would you say that? Uh, basically, would you say, would winners. You, sorry, just for for a moment, I want to thank Nurgle Matthew in the chat for the gift subscriptions. Big love to the Wicket Keeper. Um, would the uh, would the would you say that like that that you don't have the ability to pick out characters other than um, one of the twins? Like, would you say that that's something that the army generally lacks, like as a utility sure. piece? Hundred percent. It's very hard for us to remove characters. Like, yes, we have shooting, and it's generally terrible at getting, at like removing an enemy character. It's not. There's no catapult equivalent. Over uh, there. There's no Kairos right. in the portal. The perfect, the perfect sure. character. Yeah, character. who's just like <laughs> <laughs> six mortal wounds go. <laughs> you know, it's just like no, that doesn't exist. Like we 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 depending on how you build your shots that you're throwing out on, you know, probably underwhelming numbers that you're hoping you're praying for like mortal wounds or something maybe. Yeah. All right. Okay. 
yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was just, I was interested no, 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 because actually, okay. I was actually like, because you sometimes think about some of the other armies and their tool sets. Like weirdly, other than Archeon, Zinch doesn't really have a combat unit. It's one of the things I've been struggling to put inside of a list at the moment. Sure, like, sure. I mean, a lot of a lot of armies would cry out for either Skyfires or Enlightened, but I'm at like, and I might be putting a unit of Skyfires in the list to try them out as like a little like I'm going to go like trade off on objectives. But like, um, some armies do lack X in some situations and and I and I and I thought about it because I always see Sinesh as like a, I'm just going to hit your front lines and and then it used to be I'm going to hit your front lines and win and now it's going to hit your front lines and die sure. um and I hadn't, I hadn't thought that about that utility so the twins are a nice new piece I hadn't thought about which is nice inside the context of the army right it really is her so so you so so for everybody at, at home to understand what Sinesha does she can unlimited range the pavane of Sinesh okay and the pavane of Sinesh is like a it is a spell that literally no one ever used, and so everybody looked at it and had to remember what it did, because its range on anybody except her is like three inches. <laughs> okay, so yep. you got to be like up in their grill, which has just made it unusable. But since she can literally turn it from like three inches to the board, right? Yep. She can also, by the way, issue commands to anybody on the board anywhere. That's okay? awesome. So she has an unlimited range for her commands, which is good. So, like, you've got a unit off operating alone, but suddenly they need a command and they don't have a champion. And there are actually a couple of units in this army that you, you would want to do that with. No problem. She can. She's got you. You know, she's got you covered. Mm -hmm. At any rate, or somebody yanks your champion out of the unit or, you know, whatever. Right. Yep. The way Pavane of Slanesh works is you uh, you roll a number of dice equal to their move. OK. And every five plus is a mortal wound. Oh wow! Great against okay. some eels. It's yeah. it's only against heroes. Oh okay, yeah. but oh, it's so good. It's still really good, especially if you have heroes that buff themselves a movement. Like for example, I had uh, somebody put their. Uh, I played this last weekend and and was playing slash against Soulblight, and somebody buffed up Manfred with like the plus six inch move spell, and suddenly his yep. move was like a bajillion miles an hour, and so I was like, okay, you know, just. I get 20 dice or whatever, right? It's great. Amazing. That's great. I hadn't uh, thought about that. Yeah, when they used uh, Amethystine Pinions. That's cool. Yes, correct. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, it's like it's a good piece we didn't have before. And she's only nine wounds, so she can, so she can still get lookouts, sir. She can still fit it in as a sub-commander, right? Like, fantastic. Yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah, she's pretty good. Um, the blade bringers are okay. A lot of them are nine wounds or less. The big herald on exalted chariots only ten wounds, but she's still worth it, even though she has the worst wounds in the game. Simply because she has an attack profile that has nine attacks with rend. It's only rend one, but still, it has rend at least. Yeah, and she can flaming weapon herself because she's a spellcaster. Yeah, baby. Right. So she can run in, and she, the, the unit itself, her nine attacks goes to ten, actually, every combat phase, because at the start of combat, she grinds and gets plus one attack. So she does mortal wounds. Like, she charges in, she does mortal wounds. Start of combat, she does mortal wounds. And when she does that, she gets plus one attack. So the unit makes 23 attacks, ten of which would be uh, with uh, on two damage with flaming weapon, right? So she's actually a, quite a destructive piece. Yeah. She's one of the few things we have that can actually do damage if you put flaming weapon on her and goes in there. Because she can make so many attacks. Yeah. Right. 
So you're not really adding to qu- like the, a, a bunch of quality. You're just being like, I've got so many. I'm just adding plus one to all this. This is great news. Right, because her base numbers are three and four. Yeah. This, it's not a great base profile for a hero. Yeah, right. Yeah. But if you like, okay, I'll give her plus one to hit by her throwing a magic item on the Fane. So cool, if I roll a two up, then I didn't waste that, and I get plus one to hit for the rest of the game. Now I don't have to use the command ability on her. If I put her in her best day ever when she charges in, now she's on twos and threes. Okay, that's actually pretty reasonable numbers. You know, if you have somebody else acquiesce the unit, which gives you reroll ones to hit, now you're on twos, rerolling ones, threes, you know, neg one, two damage, or one damage, depending on the which profile. So you, again, like, you have to do a lot of work, but you can get there. It's pretty you know, effective. You can get there. Depending on the unit. Again, like, because it's all Rend 1, uh, you know, yeah, not, exactly. Not that like, good. The, the army, which is classically known for Rend, ironically, and is and in 40k, I think, is still known for having, being able to, like, slice through Space Marine armor like it's a joke. Okay? Because they have all sorts of ways to just shoot their Rend up to a million. Uh, in this game, is actually one of the weakest punching armies. Like, yes, everything you have is basically Rend 1, but everything you have is basically rend one. And the whole rest of the mortal realm's got plus one save this edition. So Correct. Correct. Like rend one is basically <laughs> the most worthless thing you can have. Because you paid points for that. Yep. In a matrix. Although does the, matrix. is the matrix in any way related to the points that come out of it? Who knows? Uh like <laughs> uh, thanks to Owen Jackson. Uh, sorry, just want to thank I saw Owen. Owen Jackson. Yeah. The Owen Jackson in the chat. I am honored. The, 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 the Owen Jackson. He's coming on to do a faction reaction for the OCR Bone Reapers, which is fun. Uh which has oh, been an I, emotional I, roller coaster for three with uh I'm gonna dominate. I hate this army. I'm gonna dominate. He's it's like this at the moment, so I'm excited. Fantastic. Well, He's got a more complicated task than me. As bad as my life is, I'm not sure I'm in the OBR's camp, so that's nice. <laughs> um, you know, like, there's always somebody, right? Yeah, there's always someone, yeah. Uh, yeah. No matter how far down you fall on the ladder, there's always somebody on a lower rung. Um, at any rate, the uh, yeah, so those are kind of the winners. I mean, that's basically the winner list, buddy. Okay. I really, I, I wish that, that it was longer. Um, okay. Actually, you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb here. Yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to give you one more winner. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Twin Souls. Fucking, okay. <laughs> you ready? Is it because they've got an ego pomp as the co- the commander? That... Well, first of all, that's amazing. We all love the ego pomp. Everyone loves the that. ego pomp. Yep. Yep. Twin Souls are 185 points for five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is just hilarious to say. <laughs> okay. Yep. They're... They're two wounds each, obviously, right? On a four-up base save. And they have the stupidest rule in the game, because, of course, we don't get nice things, where every turn they can choose their little dance. But they don't get to choose it. You choose it once, and then it automatically sequences for the rest of the game. Terrible. So either... Exactly. Awful. Either... Thank you. I love not being able to use the tools in my army when I want or need them. Like, that's a really good... A little quick note to the designers who I'm sure are going to watch this. Um, please don't write rules like that. It's really super feel bad because it takes away my ability as a player to actually feel like I'm in control of my unit. And it's stupid. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, I just hate it. I really That's hate why it. I don't rate the Vengori Lord at all. Like, I can completely see we had Greg at the weekend. Yeah, I get it. Like, mixing yeah, that, with the gash. The Vengorian Lord gives me the same feeling yeah yeah yep. don't whereas skaven's the option skaven's like do you want to blow yourself right. up and you're like yes i do 
right. Skaven is the perfect way to do it because you're like, you can get a pretty normal unit thing and it's fine, no risk. Or you can choose to be, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. You know, like that's, yeah, anyways, yeah. But this isn't the Skaven show. Okay. Don't tempt me like that, Rob. Sorry. Stop tempting me. Sorry. <laughs> At any rate, uh, it's appropriate to tempt me in this last show. So, uh, the point is here. So you can either get reroll hits, which is actually really good because reroll hits are rare now, mm-hmm. or you can get a five up ward save, which is really good because it actually makes them quite tough. If you had full control, I would back this unit a thousand percent, right? If I could just choose which one I wanted and which turn, like this would be truly a good unit. Mm-hmm. Okay. The fact that you've got a stance dance in some predetermined way means you need to like fifth dimensional chess big brain your way into figuring out exactly what that unit's going to do. Like the Sherlock meme of seeing all the, the numbers and things in front of you, figure out what this unit's going to do in every round from here on. Now, why I like this unit is because there are three attacks each. Fours, threes, no rend, but two damage base. And they have a two inch reach on a 32 mil base. So they actually can fight in the new coherency rules really easily. Mm-hmm. Like you just set them up in basically five and five and they're great. They're golden. They can do everything they need. They'll, they get all their attacks. They make a crap ton of attacks. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's a lot. It's like 30 attacks coming out of the unit. Don't forget the whole army does have double tapping on sixes. Yeah. Right. And though they're on fours and that's kind of like at the same time, it's pretty easy to now get them plus one to hit. Yes. Right. So, like, yes, it really is crappy if you run into Neg 1 to hit, but at the same time, you know, if you, like, there are ways around it, you can still get... But if you're on, like, threes re-rolling, that's really good. Like, if you're in your re-roll hits phase and you go to threes Mm -hmm. re-rolling, when sixes are also double taps, multiple times when I've played them in 3.0 games, I've gotten more hits than I rolled dice. Right? I'd be, like, 30 attacks or 31 attacks because the ego pump. 31 attacks, I hit 34 times. Ego pump forever. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's a great thing. And then your wound's on three, no rend, two damage. And I'm not overpaying for the rend. Right? Which is useless. Yeah. And instead, just everything that sneaks through is two damage, which is great. Right? Like, they actually can hit fairly hard. So I've, I've been running a 10 block of them uh, a little bit and actually liking it. You have to be very careful with them because they will be fragile if you let them get called out, like everything in the army. But that's just the story of playing Slanesh. The story of playing Slanesh is you have to be careful because if you take one misstep, you just lost. Congratulations. (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, that, that would be my winner's list. My losers is like... Keepers of Secrets right at the top of the list. Makes me sad to say it, but so it's can, so true. So, so can I ask you about Keepers? Because I was actually going to ask about Keepers in the winner's section, but I wanted to wait to see if they, they made it into the loser section. I assume it's the point. They're awful. I assume it's the points, but I would have thought with In Their Finest Hour, like, plus one save. So effectively, like, my issue with them, obviously, was their save. Um, like, with a three-up, ignoring Ren 1. So for you guys at home, again, that's stacking something like a Mystic Shield or In Their Finest Hour uh, together or something like All Out Defense as well, effectively gives them plus one save and means they ignore the first Pippa Rend. Like, uh-huh. I felt like that would have been... And because there is some healing inside the army and then flaming sure, weapons because yeah. they're not unique characters. I was like, mm, sure. like, is that a thing? Or, like, so what is it that doesn't make that a thing? Are you familiar with the term throwing good money after bad? <laughs> Wait, if you, you read my autobiography. <laughs> yeah. 
investing in a bunch in a keeper is literally throwing good money after bad. Okay. Okay. Fundamentally, they just don't do what they used to in the army. So they're 420 points, which is hilarious. I'm sorry, Rob. Let me just pause here for a yeah, minute. Sure. How much is GoTrek? 435, baby. Yeah, those seem absolutely equivalent. Anyways. Wait, how many? How much is for a keeper? Sorry? 420 points. <laughs> it's because he's pointed for Age of Sigmar 4. This is why you don't understand, Vince. He's pointed for the yeah. next edition. Yeah. Um. I mean, the it's madness. When you look at what else in the game is 420 or what's cheaper... Like, my Lumineth buddy was walking around with his now much more expensive Cow Mountain, mm -hmm. the named Cow Mountain, Alarith or whatever, yeah. the Stoneheart King, who's still far cheaper than the Keeper, by the way. And he's just walking into things, making like seven five damage attacks. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this seems reasonable. Sure. Meanwhile, this thing's also on like a two-up save, broadcasting a neg one to hit Aura in 12 inches, never losing anything off its profile because it's got a little Stone Mage buddy somewhere in the zip code near it, giving away free command points to other heroes. I haven't stopped reading its abilities yet, Rob, <laughs> and it's cheaper. The one for me, the one for me, I think the cold stone, and that's a reference to it, uh, like baseline for monstrous heroes has to be the Frost Heart, the anointed on Frost yeah. Heart Phoenix. Like that has sure. to be the baseline. That thing has, that thing has been good in competitive Age of Sigmar for four years. Yeah, and he's only ever gone up fractional points, like 240, 280, 300, 320, now back to 315. Yeah, like, and that thing is bonkers for 315. Yeah. Bonkers. And, I completely agree. And that has to be my baseline for all monsters and monstrous heroes. Everything around that. Keeper of Secrets, can it survive as well? No. Is it as fast? No. Yeah. Does it do an aura? No. Can it do more damage than the Frost Art? Yes. That's where the one thing it does, like that it brings uh, more than frost up, but not tons. Um, like it's fine. So like, should it be about the same? Like yes. And so a hundred or too many points, I think, for a, a keeper is what I'm going to say. Yeah, and my point is, my point with with Avalonor or whatever the Stoneheart King, whatever his name is, is, is he is cheaper and has like 50 more abilities and is better. And people are like, I saw it already in the comments. Every time I say this, people are like, Hoodie, will we move six inches? And I'm like. The board is much smaller now, and all of the objectives are like two inches away from each other in the center of the board. So it really doesn't matter, does it? Uh, no, it doesn't. Like a lot of scenarios are just grouping objectives closer in the center. People with a six-inch move can just be much more impactful in the game. There are ver there are diagonal scenarios in 3.0 where you start 12 inches away from each other. Yeah. Uh, although the actual like uh, it normally says inside the battle plan. I don't think there's one where you start closer than. They 18. say you. They say. Nine inches away creates a bubble, but because of the way the hypotenuse works, of where you can actually deploy, it's actually like twelve point three is what you're from your opponent's is. potential deployment zone as well. Potential deployment, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Where they could place if they place a person on the absolute front and you place a person on the absolute front, they're like twelve point three away. Yeah, yeah. Which is okay. Anyways, so you know, close. Anyways, and by the way, Avalonor isn't that good. <laughs> He's not even like the thing that is the hotness in the army. That's the joke at all. Yeah. So keeper's right. bad. 
yeah, their like their command ability used to be great because they could use it on themselves or they could use it like you would just spam that command ability. They would do it to themselves. They would do it to every other person in combat. Not that you couldn't do it multiple times ever. I mean, it's not like a Volturnus type of spam where you just be like, boop, 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 and stack it, right? Yeah. It would be like, I fight and I fight again. And then this person fights and they fight again. And she would sit there and make everybody fight twice. And it was largely how you won. Now the fact that, one, 3.0's fundamental rules made it so you can only use it once in the combat phase. Two, the fact that it's a combat phase order, okay, uh -huh. means it's basically worthless. Yes. All combat phase command abilities on War Scrolls are competing for the most valuable other things. Plus one to hit, plus one to save. Okay? Your new baseline is you've got to be better than that. Or you're worthless. Mm-hmm. Or you're As an a combat aura. phase command. Yeah. Right? Like, if you have an ability that says, in the combat phase, pick one unit and they get to do a thing, if you're not better than plus one to hit or plus one to save, you're garbage. You're trash now. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the bottom line. It's a sort of Magic the Gathering thing. If you're not a land, like, if you're a land that's not at least as good as a basic land, then you're just okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right? And so, like... She her commandability is basically worthless. She hits for an average of seven and a half damage. That's her real average damage mm -hmm. against a four up save, by the way, which is getting harder and harder to find these days. It is okay. Mm -hmm. Like I would actually say the new average save in the game is three. I'd say it's probably uh, average. Yeah, save. average. Fine, average three. Now, the thing you actually need to kill. You're right, it's probably on a two-up. Yeah, most common, I think, in the future is going to be two. Ignoring a couple pips of red. Yeah, yeah. Right? But her... her, <laughs> She's doing seven and a half damage against a four-up save. <laughs> okay? Yeah. For 420 points. And by the way, there's no other utility on her scroll. That's it. That's what she does. She's a combat monster. That's it. She's pointed for outer space. Rob, I don't even like. I can't. It, I. It's bad. There's yeah, no. I know. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. And what's worse is, what's worse is, is Shalaxi is <laughs> arguably it's worse. Shalaxi is worth talking about. She's such a loser. She's the biggest loser in the entire game. It's nonsense. She's so bad. She's pointed as though a, a literal crazy person pointed her. Literal yeah. crazy person. I think the whole book is, but we said that at the Age of Sigmar 2 Battle Tome release, like, which is one of the interesting things, because I'm going to ask you a question at the end. Like, uh, for people listening at home, I'm going to ask what happens, in your opinion, if points come down on, on, on a lot of the Sinesh stuff? Because I think, actually, uh, a good argument um, for when a new edition occurs is, like, mm -hmm. they'll, they repoint everything, and so because of that, there's always just some joke units that are far too cheap. Sure, still actually like, that, that's too expensive. Like, like, yeah. yeah like like but like in some situations are like is this is this book like a core point issue like or actually is it still just a mechanics thing but i'm gonna ask that towards the end once you've done the losers. yeah that's fine that's fine yeah yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely so, got it so i mean like people are like oh but you can give her the amulet of destiny now and she'll have a five up word and she can heal five d3 around and i'm like super cool i guess like i'm not sure what i'm getting for that yay my now does probably an average of four and a half damage monster is survivable kind of like it's also boy, it's also it's totally also it's also it. it's also a weak point as well because it's a vp like you got to ask yourself whenever you take any monster now do i sure. want to give my opponent a vp like with archeon sure 
if they take that VP off you, that's fine because he's going to earn a ton. Um, because oh, the thing I'm referencing is is in is in scoring. If you lose a monster every battle round, uh, if your opponent kills one of your monsters in a battle round, they'll score an additional victory point. So you kind of if you take five monsters, like you can't unless there's some. So if you take four, let's just make it easy for everyone at home. If you take four, um, you, take five monsters, you, you can in some in, in some setups. Yeah. yeah, you can. I just I'm just making it easy. For people, are like, I could take five. No, the restriction is four unless there's something that changes it. Um, you're giving up four VP right potentially so that's something you need yeah. to kind of ask yourself like what's your plan but then there's potential i think there's four battle tactics that you can achieve with a monster um so like you potentially there's only four back so there's loads of um kind of like talk about anyway so why would you take a keeper of secrets who's also potentially a vp so i think like your point is they don't produce a lot of utility and aren't they don't really fit a role is also compounded by the inability like the ability to give your opponent victory points which you don't want to do anyway right right yeah i mean there's just they're just not worth it they're just not they don't do anything for a lot of points yeah <laughs> I, I don't know what else to say <laughs> like i wouldn't put the keeper into anything now that isn't basically chaff yeah because i'm not sure she'd do anything to it yeah and even then like yeah i'm with you like it's amazing what the the all-out defense does like, it's just amazing. Like, you just go to a unit, you're like, oh, wow, you're a four-up now. Like, <laughs> it's really interesting. I've really enjoyed it, um, watching people push. Thanks, Josh, for subscribing, and thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Um, I've just really enjoyed watching units kind of get that little upgrade during that moment. They're like, no, oh, four-up save now. You're like, oh, it's interesting. Oh, thanks to Marty 8 Hoy for donating £10.69 to the show. That's rad of you. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks, bud. Um, that's so cool. Uh, <laughs> all right, sorry, Vince. What were you saying? Other losers. So, and Shalaxi, not such a loser. It's not even ever worth even touching on. Correct. Okay. Yeah, like, like in the bin, so hard. Like I would spike her into the bin, like a like a football at not your football. One attack football. on Soul Piercer is all I'm ever going to say. It's ridiculous. One attack. I mean, again, she's not even worth talking about. It's ridiculous. Anyways, other losers. I mean, Damonette's still the persistent losers. They're cool because you can summon them. That's the only way they ever show up is you get 12 depravity points and you summon 30 of them to literally stand on an objective and be like, hi, I've got, I'm here now. That's it. Mm. That's why they exist. The tiering now of, of, so like there are four basic demons that have been part of the game for all of its history, right? Mm. Yeah. And the tiering now on them, I'll, I'll do this in my space here. Here okay. we go. Right up here at the very top of the screen, you can barely see them. Just their little toesies are hanging on. They're so high up. Are pink horrors, okay? They're way up here. Then down here, still quite high, but very good, are plague bearers, who just suddenly got a huge amount of utility and, and awesome heroes who can synergize with them and make them do amazing things. Then you go way down here at the very bottom of my screen, okay? And like just poking the tips of their little horns and hair pieces up, are bloodletters and daemonets who are both who are both fighting for who can be the worst. Mm -hmm. Like they are the definition of do worthless, have, and they got more. Do you have any priests in uh, Sanash? No, you can take a you can take a coalition uh, war shrine like all chaos forces, but that's <laughs> just, it. No, just, you know what I mean. Just poke that in front of thirty demons. I'm just hoping. Look, I'm just scrambling for answers. Sure, sure. Vince. I'm scrambling for answers. I thought about it too. <laughs> Is it worth taking a war shrine just to try to get it within nine inches? So I can curse somebody, so I can then make my daemonets actually do something. Yeah, but then you don't get exploding answer, hits. You don't get exploded hits, do you? Correct. Then you don't get your exploding sixes anymore. Yes. <laughs> Correct. 
Thanks to 40k Horn Dog for subscribing. Appreciate that a lot. That's uh, very lovely of you. He started up a little hype train there too. I love, a, I love 40k Horn Dog. Big up. Uh, <laughs> all right. So yes, then you lose your other uh, army ability. Correct. Correct, Rob. And and by the way, see previous statement on good money after bad. Right. Your unit of Damonettes who run around on a five-up save. <laughs> I'm just trying here, man. Like with, on, on all of with these their shows. two attacks on fours and fours. Like, look out for these guys. They're really bringing the heat. That are how much? How much, Rob? I hear you saying for ten wounds. The demonettes on a five up thing. Demonettes, yeah. How much? How much are those, Rob? Twenty. I don't. You wish. I do. No. What are they? They're one forty. <laughs> I swear to God Almighty. <laughs> Thanks, Tarquinex, for gifting some gift subscriptions, by the way. Massive love for that. Appreciate it loads. Yeah, 140. Okay. Yeah, this is the this is the magical world we live in in Slanesh. Um, comical. Yeah. Comical. Okay. Yeah. Pretty rough. Is what... Thanks, Jim Olius, for donating 169 in bits. That's also nice. Uh, okay, so other losers. I appreciate that I'm only, like, 75 points away from a unit of horrors with that. That's great. Um... <laughs> So, yeah. Horrors are great at 2.15. I'm fine with horrors at 2.15. With it being the worst right. interpretation of how they play. Perfect. Uh, sure. Uh, they're, I, they're, they're, they're bent. Um, so to return to my earlier statement, they're bent. You bent. Yeah. Um, the, um, okay. So other losers, I mean, boy, there's a lot. I'm not going to name everything in the army that's bad, but there's a lot. Okay. Fiends are a big loser. Uh, because of fundamentals, because now they can't stack a bunch of penalties anymore, which is the only way that they survived. Um, Glutos, because he's a, because he went up 75 points and he's now 475. He's a loser who you might actually still play once in a while. All right. Yeah. Because he at least does something like he does broadcast a big giant aura of neg one to hit, which is useful. And he is a good spellcaster. Like he actually has a built in bonus and he's a multicaster. So he's OK. Right. But he's still a loser because he went up like a lot of points and he's that big and not a monster. How much is he? 475. Shut up. It's 475 points. Shh. I know. That's 40 more than Gotrek, man. I know. Okay. I know. Okay. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, well, I, 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 oh, I, I tell did, you what to yes, do. The chat did, I've got did, our back, Vince. Thanks to Hamsfan for donating five gift subscriptions. All of them for the bin guy who wrote the book. Uh... <laughs> He's also so, he's also gifted you a gift subscription, Vince, in the chat at the same time. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Uh, anyway, sorry, you carry on. Uh, no, you're fine. I did forget one winner that I should mention, which is Hellstriders. Okay. This is what counts as a winner in this army. Hellstriders are base four-up save mortals, okay? Yep. Like, if you take them with Hellscourges, they can charge in and give a unit neg one to hit on the turn they charge. They have a 14-inch move, which is good. Okay. Okay. Um, they have built-in reroll to charge, which is good. Okay. Um, and they are just good chap. They're 135 points, which is still too much for 10 wounds on a four-up save that's literal only point is to exist and then die. Yep. But, like, it just is. But they're the cheapest battle line we have. Right. At 135 points, that's your cheapest battle line. It's underwhelming. It doesn't do a lot, but it's okay. Okay. Like, it counts as a winner in this force. In anybody else's force, they would look at that and go, 
no way I'm taking that. That's crap. Yep. But in our world, it's like, okay, that's doable. <laughs> you know. It's the real Sophie's Choice moment uh, in this RV, isn't it? Every time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they contorted Epitome lost because she lost her rerolls on anything except casting, which is just nonsensical. Uh, so she can't re-roll to unbind or dispel anymore. Perfect. Exa- exactly what I wanted right in the world when endless spells become really important, and many of them are uh, OP as all get out. I'm glad they decided to take that away. That's useful. Um, and then, you know, like, the Infernal and Rapturous, because she doesn't add to depravity anymore, so she's bad now and just terrible. Uh, and... Basically, you're Bliss Barb Archers because they're 180 points for uh, your shooting battle line. Um, it's nutso. You know, I, I there are some people who have who built the army to be fishing mortal wound type of finesse things where you have either Bliss Barb Seekers or Bliss Barb Archers and you do like little peppery shots. And I hear people talking like, yeah, I do little peppery shots and build up depravity and summon and they play this like incredibly careful game. And, I, and they're like, yeah, I have really good success with it. I'm like, I don't know who you're playing, but you're not playing the armies I play. Well, also because the armies I play come to F. Yes. All right. Yes. And they're gonna look at your little splash damage and be like, that's cute. And then they're gonna remove you from the table. Mm. Yeah, they are. They are. Like the, I'm still I'm still very interested in 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 um like the just score the points game style and wondering how much I can push that like envelope. That's what I've been trying to do with my Zinch Force at the moment. But I recognise I'm doing that with. 250 wounds of pink horrors like and it's very different doing it with 10 fellas on a six up save like so like um i think uh, i completely see your points um uh so yeah so taco uh, has asked wants to ask a question and i think it's going to move in um uh for like my kind of like summation question i guess um in kind of two fronts i'll start off with the the we get the sad out of the way because then we can move to the pause so if we reduce the points on, like, it's the most overpriced book I think in in all of the books by a significant yeah. margin. Uh, like, sure. so I think that's a fair like factual statement. Um, do you think just bringing the points down is all that's really needed, or, or do you think that there, like there could be some water scroll changes to kind of like bring some more efficacy to the army? No, I mean obviously the book is fundamentally bad. Okay, right, especially on the footing of the current edition, like a finesse glass. A finesse glass defense. I'm never going to call it a glass hammer. You actually have to have hammers for that. Like a finesse chip wound army that relies on mobile positioning and like outmaneuvering your opponent in a 3.0 world where you have, where again, like half of the scenarios tend to group the objectives pretty close. Yeah. Okay. And so, like, you can't, when you're doing Veins of Gur. Or whatever, you know, anything that stretches the three across the center, or the three across the center, yeah. right, or whatever. What's your mobility play there? Right, those objectives are. There are uh, three inches of non-objective holding space in between those two objectives. Mm-hmm. On the board. Yeah, this is the new shift in objectives, right? right? Sure. Yeah. Or shifting objectives. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, whatever. There's, I mean, there's multiples like this, right? That are either diagonal or, or horizontal or whatever, right? And, like, what do you do in something like marking territory where you're trying to take and hold all, basically three of them and then, and then win the priority in three so you insta win the game, you know, or whatever? There's, what do you do in something like 
uh, Pharaoh Foray, where you're trying, where you've got three and three, and you're trying to you're, you're trying to both hold yours and push into one of theirs, right? So you can balance all that. Like, what's the play there with mobility? Yeah, none. You right. don't even have a teleport, right? I don't think. No, no you do not have a teleport. No. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said we're not the most mobile army, right? Because there are armies that can out mobile us, like that have relatively the same speeds, but also have teleports. Right. So functionally, functionally not great. Um, but like uh, my my question is, uh, so you've obviously written a list. It's on the Honest Wargame website, and I'll include it in the show notes. Yeah. So there are some people, no matter what they say, uh, big shout out to Gabe uh, from the Runax, who's, uh, who's told me he's going to podium with Sinesh this year, no matter what, or, and then I have to eat a hat. Um, so I'll be f- f- excited to see that happen. Um, <laughs> is, uh, like what, how do you think you can play Sinesh in this world? Uh, being aware that it's already uh, like you're pushing a rock uphill. Uh, while wearing a backpack and someone's dragging at your legs and punching you in the face. Yeah, sure. It's it's very meta appropriate. You're supposed to like pain in Slanesh, so it's good. Like the the army is thematically designed. Well, well I really I enjoyed. Today. I really enjoyed that it, it either sat as a dom or now it's just the sub. Like they, they it's it's one or it's the, it's they, the yeah, polar. Well, it's one or the other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's no middle ground. <laughs> they they don't go for that vanilla stuff. <laughs> uh, no, I mean like look the. The question is, how do you make this army work? I mean, step one is you take Velikor in the army. Okay. That's number one. Because without Velikor, you're dead in the water. Okay. You don't have anything that can kill Archeon. Right? That's not... Like, that's not... That is not found in this army. Yeah. Right? It's not found in a lot of armies, by the way. Just going to put that there. Sure. Totally fair. You don't have... Like, you probably don't have anything that can kill a mega boss on Maw Okay. Or a Frost Lord on Stonehorn. Right? Like, those, like, 400-point superheroes that can just, like, that are on three-up saves uh, and can just, like, very easily become immune to Rend 2. Right? Uh, you just you just don't have anything that can kill them. Yeah. Like, you're not going to win a straight-up fight with them. Okay. Who also, by the way, deal oodles of damage that will just blow you away. Now, you can take Archeon yourself, by the by. Yes. Right? And, like, that's a great answer. I have a, I have a converted Archeon. You're the... Th- th- I'm, I'm really fighting in my mind between third and fourth best use of Archeon. I think it's fifth. I'm going to say fourth. Okay. I mean, Saves the Darkness is also an option as well. So there's there's five options. Yeah, I understand. I get it. I get it. Uh, I'm I'm going to say that. Yeah, okay. You know what? Let's say the fight's between fourth and fifth. I don't want to get into it. Certainly, Corn is better. Certainly, Zinch is better. There's no issue there at all, right? Mm-hmm. And then, then the question is: Is Nurgle or Slaves better? One of the two definitely is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. So fine. You can so so you're gonna lose to the enemy Archeon. Like you can't outplay the Zinch Archeon or the Corn Archeon. Yeah. Right. Uh the so the the like but to me the, the problem is your army's so expensive. If you take Archeon, you're a bad home for it. Because then you just have nothing on the table. Yes. Even underpointed as Archeon is, and he is. 
he's vastly underpointed. Okay? Like, he should be a thousand points straight. Straight up. No chaser. Thousand points. Yeah. Changes. Okay? Um, he, uh, in, in, in Slanesh, you just have so little points for anything else. Because everything's so expensive, your army becomes like, I guess you could take him if you really like having 70 wounds on the table. Yeah, and that's... Right, and then so, what they're going to do, quite logically, is kill everything around Archeon. A lot easier than they would and, against and, other armies. Correct. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's so much easier. Like, when Archeon's in Zinch, it's like, okay, well, there's Archeon. I don't want to kill him. Uh, let me go kill the 20 pink horrors who represent 100 wounds. Oh, wait, no, that's also impossible. Uh, you know. Hope I can snipe the heroes, I guess. Um... So, you know, like, Bellacor's a must, because he's, he's pointed correctly to actually shut those kind of things down for a little while to hopefully let you get up on points. Use your mobility in the best possible way. Okay. Um, I, I don't know how I play the force outside of Lurid Haze Invaders, is my honest answer. Because you, you because want then the redeploy. You can, I want the redeploy. Mm -hmm. It keeps me... Uh, it lets me protect key pieces from shooting in round one, mm -hmm. right? If I give, so it lets me give the turn away with more safety. Uh, and then it also gives me a redeploy, which, by the way, is good for a battle tactic. Yes. Yeah. Right, because then I can, I can like, I can auto grab the savage spearhead. Two uh, in their deployment. Yeah, the savage spearhead. Right. Exactly. Which is good. Um, like you've got to think about how are you completing your battle tactics, especially in an army like Slanesh, where you don't have a huge amount of hammers, and so many battle tactics are remove people from an objective. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I picked that in a game, went into a unit of zombies with the flaming weapon, uh, exalted Bladebringer, okay? Like, the, the broken ranks or whatever, right? Remove a, a oh, like or, or conquer. Conquer. Conquer in this round, right? Pick, pick some, you know, kick somebody off an objective. I went into a unit of zombies. I thought, certainly I can lift up this unit of zombies. Nope. Didn't happen. There were four zombies left. And, you know... There was a necromancer not too far away who was like, like outside of the objective range, but who was like, they're immune to battle shock. And I was like, okay, I lose. I don't get my battle tactic because <laughs> yeah. I couldn't kill six, uh, no save zombies. They didn't even have save. Yeah. Right. So like that's the world you're living in. And, uh, so you've got to think about grabbing every battle tactic you can. And Lord Hayes also lets you build extra command points, which is good. I mean, like. CP make the world go round, right? And you 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 need CP to be funding everybody because you always need everybody punching at maximum efficacy. Yeah, or even just a redeploy just to make it so that the charge is harder, just give yourself more time on the board, sure. right? Yeah, I mean, redeploys are, like, by the way, that's a great tool for somebody like Siggy, right, who comes in off the ambush, charges in easily nine inches, right, kills whatever he's fighting. Somebody, they, they turn around some part of their army and march up to you to deal with you in their back line. You redeploy away and fall back to the edge of the board. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. It's a great play for them. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's just the fundamentals of the army are tough. It's not well aligned. Like, when they were birthed in 2019, they were so well aligned. They hit the exact tools they needed to win the meta. At the time. Right? Because that, at the time. The fundamentals of that army at the time were so aligned with what the meta produced. And that simply isn't the case now. Yeah. Right? We're actually completely the opposite direction from what the sort of meta and the fundamentals of the game want. 
Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. So, so your list, your list, which you've written up. So, so far you've included Bellacor like, to shut stuff down, so you can hold hold units. Yeah. Um, and then, what is this Bladebringer build that um, uh, people have been talking about? Or is this is the the Blade Killer? Or, although he did kill those zombies. Um, like Bladebringer Herald on Exalted Chariot. You give her the Oil of Excruciation out of Lurid Haze, which is the artifact you have to take. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. It's she's ten wounds already, so giving her an extra wound at the beginning of the game doesn't hurt her at all. Yeah. Um, you then immediately throw that that artifact into the fane, and you roll a die, and on a two up, you get plus one to hit for the rest of the game. Okay, so you don't care okay. about the artifact, which is basically the last time you'll ever use the fane in the game, probably. So that's fine. <laughs> um, our terrain piece that literally does one thing at the beginning of the game and then nothing else for the rest of the game is exciting. Yeah. Uh, yet another thing I have to remember to pack in my army. Oh yeah. Um, oh, yeah. at least it's not two boats. So. At least it's not two boats. Best news ever. <laughs> yeah. So, um, the so then you give her flaming weapon, like because all her normal spells she can take her. Who gives a crap? They're all bad. Like the Slanesh spell lore is generally terrible. Um, it has a couple heals, and that's all you ever take because that's all that's basically of value. Mm -hmm. um, like we have an enemy targeting horde spell that requires the enemy horde to be wholly within. Wholly within eighteen. Yes. No other horde spell like that is the holy has the holy within anymore. They're all just like within, and everybody in that unit roll a die in this state. They take damage. It's not even that good. Like it's okay. <laughs> but we have to be wholly within. So you got to really drive right up to that horde, which is exactly what you want to do in Slanesh. And horde killers themselves aren't that good anymore. So, anyways, you take flaming weapons with her, and yeah, she's good. Exalted Bladebringer. You give her the universal spell lore instead of the base spell lore. Because uh, you don't need to actually pick the base spell or at all in this list I gave you, uh, and you're upset. She she can do work. Okay, good. She's okay. Uh, the Lord of Pain you take invaders get three generals. The Lord of Pain is your actual chosen general. Um, he's okay. Um, the 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 Lord of Pain is he's okay. I don't count him as a winner. I don't count him as a loser. I count him as a he's okay. He's okay. He's five wounds with a six-inch move on a four-up save, but he does have a built-in five-up after save. You know, he makes five attacks on threes, threes, neg one, two damage. He has the same exact melee profile as that new Warsong Spellsinger thing in Sylvanath, yeah. right? So, like, he can handle himself in a fight because he has built-in two damage. Um, and, and his five-up after save can also reflect mortals back at the enemy, okay. which is cool. The, the important part is when you take him as a general, he makes Twin Souls and Painbringers... Uh, battle line. Right. Okay. Your other two chosen generals are Sigvald and the um, uh, the um, Bladebringer. The Bladebringer. Yep. And then you've got Sinessa, who, uh, as mentioned, like she's a good spellcasting piece. She brings knowledge of all of the spells with her, so you don't have to choose any spells for her. Like she has, you know, like Alariel and those new scrolls. She has it written on there that she knows everything. Yep. You're only going to cast Pavane with her, but you you have Cogs. So ideally, what you can do is you can keep Sinessa. Like you're going to start by creating Cogs kind of behind with those three heroes back, yeah. hopefully out of sort of range, and then that'll make her into two cast, the Bladebringer into two cast, right, and Bellacor into two cast. Okay. Or yeah, into three cast. Sorry, because Bellacor is already two cast. And. You know, then you've got a lot of casts. Um, 
Mandeli said, I'm surprised the mask isn't considered decent. The mask is decent. I didn't have room for in this list. I think the mask is okay. She's not, she's not in the loser's category. I don't know that she's in the winner's category. She's, she's okay. She's, she's fine. And, uh, yeah. And then that's, that's your, that's your hero group right there. That's it. Okay. I mean, it's, it's very hero heavy, right? Like, and I'm looking at it and I'm like, the, the only unit in here that's, that you've, the most expensive unit is Bellacor, who's the ally. <laughs> Correct. I mean, it has to be. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because you like your units are all trash. <laughs> I don't know. What, there's no good units. So you've got then two units of five Hellstriders that are both your chaff and a unit of 10 Twin Souls. And your plan is pretty simple. In Lurid Haze, if you roll a one on your D3, then you pull off just Siggy. Yeah. Okay. If you roll a two, you pull off Siggy and the Lord of Pain. Okay. Yeah. If you roll three, you pull off you pull off Siggy, the Lord of Pain, and the Twin Souls. Right. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. And there, that, that, that's your ambush squad. Because the Twin Souls should be able to hold quite nicely wherever they do ambush, right? Uh, thanks to Galgotha, the Gravecaller, for all resubscribing. Huge love to all of you. Uh, that's like, they're going to hold you down, right? Basically, that's the plan. Hold you back. Yes. Yeah. The, the, the basically, like, what the, the, like, if the Twin Souls come in from off board, if you get the three, that's a pretty great day because then you can sort of, you kind of ambush and you sort of deploy the twin, the twin Souls and the Lord of Pain together. So then in the off turn where they're on the five up save, he can choose to give them the rerolls to hit if you want to go that direction. Because that's his command ability. Yeah. Okay. Now, suckily, his command ability is a combat phase command ability as well. So you cannot get both plus one to hit and the rerolls, but whatever. Rerolls is generally better than plus one to hit. So because you're fishing for sixes anyway. Yeah. Right. It, it, it because you have the fishing for sixes thing. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's kind of the general plan. That's it. Okay. Okay. Use your Hellstriders to like run around and chap stuff. And you... Hey, there you go. There's the list. There's the list. I finally, yeah. I finally realized I could show people. Halfway <laughs> through this, I was like, at the end of it, I was like, I could show people this. Come on, Rob, you better than this. Your, oh, your battalions, or you put most everything in a battle regiment except a min, uh, command entourage. Mm -hmm. And so, there you go. And you're using the command entourage for an extra artifact, which is, uh, uh the Rod of Misrule. Which is still a great way to two up. It's an extra command point on a six. It's D three extra command points. So it's good. Okay, but you're still like, and I'm sorry you've had to come on the show and and do this. I do have to go through every army, right? Like, and Owen's going to do OBR, right? And there's a lot of like negatives to to talk about there. And I think also Fire Slayers is the one. I, I'm I'm asking Andy later to come on and talk about Fire Slayers. And I think you can, I think you can switch it around. But I think one of the the really hard things for content creators like you and me and everyone in the world really is sometimes just kind of calling it like it is. And unless you're in a tough spot, so you've you've had a hard sell today to be excited about an army that's in a tough spot as is so i want to thank you a load for, for trying to do so um i guess the one of the other throwaway kind of comments that people have a lot is that i could have fun with it still do you think that this has the opportunity for like fun moments in the list still or do you think like it's 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 too poor for even that because i like i'm one of those people who doesn't think that that's really true i think taking your toys off for five turns isn't like for it five games isn't fun like, I don't think, like, I think it's a weird setup to say that. So, like, but, like, do you think there's some fun available inside of this army or to create this army? Or, like, do you think it's so obviously bad that, that there will be some, like, movement on this from Games Workshop in the, in the coming, let's say, six months? 
Can I tell you a funny story? Please. I play a teams game in 3.0. Like we did it. We did a doubles game. Okay. Yeah. And so it was myself. I played Slanesh uh, along with Stormcast Ally, who was using all the new Stormcast, like basically the box set plus the unit adjudicators, against a Soulblight Grave Lords and Lumineth Force. Okay. Yeah. And the Sonari Lore Seeker. The, the wind seeker, right? Or whatever. Uh, he had he had charged into the Vindictors to try to pin them in place. And there was a lot of fights and stuff going on. And what did it come down to was there was one there was the lore seeker and one Vindictor left. Okay? You with me so I'm far? Ready. Trust me, this is gonna connect to your story. And then there's a little cheeky necromancer from the Soul Blight Grave Lords hiding up here. Mm-hmm. We're in the enemy hero phase. The lore seeker rolls to cast. Rolls a miscast. He had already been damaged from the fight. Does two mortal wounds to himself. He has one wound left at this point. Okay? The Vindictor, who's the last Vindictor of a 10-man unit, also only has one wound left. And the Soulbright Gravelords player is like, oh, I'll get rid of the Vindictor for you. Arcane bolts the... The... Vindictor. the, um, The Vindictor. So I guess this is technically happening at the beginning of the movement phase, because that's when he releases it. He's like, okay, you know, end of the phase, great, we're all done with our hero, I release the arcade bulk. Okay. The Vindictor takes the mortal wound, explodes, because of the new I'm Stormcast, I explode yeah. rule. Rolls the three dice, gets a six, does a mortal wound, blows up the lore seat. <laughs> great. <laughs> And I can picture that necromancer just going like, ha got him. Boom, boom. Yeah. And then there's just nothing left. He's like, oh, crap. That is not what I intended. That's a fun moment. Yeah. That's something like, I'll re- I remember that story from that game. Great game. Yeah. Right? Is there anything in this army that's going to produce those kinds of moments? No. No. Like, the, the, it is a... It is an army that rewards an extremely, if you are the type of player that really loves Slanesh and really loves a very careful, metered, extremely finesse playstyle. If you like to think of yourself as the big brain, fifth dimensional chess player, okay, then yes, I think you can have fun trying to pilot this because it represents a challenge. And you're the type of person who likes that challenge, right? There, there that that is a psychographic profile. Mm-hmm. There are people who like enjoy that type of game. I'm not one of them. Okay, I got into Slanesh because I want to smash. Mm-hmm. Right, like that's that's what we do. That's supposed to be what Slanesh is about. And I. I'm sad to see what the armies become that my favorite model in the history of models, the keeper of secrets has become this like shell of her former self, like a joke. Like she's a punchline. Mm-hmm. Shalaxi's a punchline, mm-hmm. you know, bloodthirsters for all their faults are still almost half the cost. And Killy. Like, yeah, the they right might situation. not much. And Killy in the right situation. And Killy in the right situations. Like, they can do work pound for pound, mm-hmm. pound for point. Right? I'm not here to defend Bloodthirsters either. I think they need a rewrite. 
right? <laughs> not quite, not quite as terrifying as you would expect from the Lord of War, but sure. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. But but at least like at least you're not overpaying to the moon for them, right? Yeah. <laughs> like they're hero monsters that are like yeah okay they're maybe slightly overcosted for what their stats are, but they're not the worst. Like I mean it's just a joke, mm. right? It's very disappointing. Like it is like uh, mainly because I would say like I, I don't think when Sinesh came out, it was positive in any way, shape or form. No, it was a horribly negative experience for, for to play. Like, against like uh, but like uh, and, and I think that was because of the mechanics more than anything else. But like uh, what's what's sad to see is not like a rework of the mechanics, to, especially to include all the new models. Right. Because there are people who are going to look at this range and think this is phenomenal because it is phenomenal. So like they're going to want to get into it. And I think this is a really tough spot. And it's one of the hardest things to do, as you know, when we do any of this commentary or this punditry is to really like dampen people's spirits about an army like it makes me it right. makes me feel i don't want to i i <laughs> like i don't want to try to release bad things because because <laughs> then i have to say so like that's sort of the the hardest parts right um yeah but like it's not i don't want to overstate it at the same time it's not like it's torture to play or something Right. Well, also, I mean, and also, if you're playing like, see, one of those things that's really hard, I think, for people to get is like, and I relate this to a story that I've played, like, I've told a lot on this show, and, I, and I'll tell it again in case anyone who's listening is new. Like, first time I ever played Ogres ever, ever, ever in Warhammer Fantasy Battle, I had no idea what I was doing. I was very, very new. I kept losing to my friend's army. I didn't really understand it. I went on some blogs. They were like, Ogres are a movement army, blah, blah, blah. Like, and I kept playing. I kept losing. It's because I really didn't understand it. And then I finally watched some ETC players playing with Ogres where they just deployed in the car corner and cannoned off some stuff and then they threw a gut star forward i was like oh this doesn't look like anything how i thought the game should look anyway like this is not like this is not like war like i was like what's this that i'm seeing this math angle thing right um and it's and and that's also true in this situation like if you but i think one of the unfortunate things about the snesh book and books that aren't good anyway or units that aren't good anyway so i can lump everything in here and we could kind of have this chat for a second is that um, you sometimes, if you're not very good, like, or you haven't played a lot, both of those two, I think, are true together. Um, uh, and sometimes you can play a lot and not be very good. I'm that example. Um, uh, is you can, uh, you can not know why you're losing. You could just be playing with your friend. You'd be like, yeah, oh, sure. I always lose. And then you, you're, you're self-critical. You're like, I'm bad. You know, and, right. and you don't understand that the tools you've got aren't bad. Like, uh, and, that's, and that's really disappointing for people. And I, I really do wish that tomes and units... Uh, didn't exist in this way because I feel like that there's a, a portion of society we kind of talked about it pre-show there's a portion of the gaming community sorry um, who are going to be having bad experiences they're not really going to be understanding why and that's really unfortunate because you kind of just think playing games should be fun <laughs> like I know that's a bold claim but I reckon people should have a fun time in their hobby time bold I know but anyway yeah I mean I, I really can't imagine uh, what this army would be like for a new player to pilot i can't imagine them rolling up and following what it seems like the army is telling them to build like out of the book and they take like some bliss barb archers as their battle line and stuff and you know like I, i'm trying to imagine a new player like you know like piloting this army out of the book and just getting just smashed over and over and over again and not understanding why Right, like it would be just the most horrible experience. Especially have to commit okay. so much time to paint because then they're not going to paint quick either. They're not thirty plague bearers. No, no, they're definitely not. So you know, it's it's uh, you know 
Jacob Barry's in the comment. He said, I hate to keep beating this drum, but playing Archeon and Slanesh is fun, but it's really just an S2D list with Slanesh handicaps on it. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's that, that's exactly right. I think that there is a way, like, if you're the psychographic profile, like I said, this army isn't torture. I don't want to overstate things, okay? Like, let's. it's not the end of the world, for goodness sakes. You can have fun with the army, all right? But you have to be a very specific type of psychographic profile. Like, I'm not excited to get this army back on the table. Mm. And that's unfortunate, right? If you're like a Spike, you have no interest in this army. If you're a Timmy, you have no interest in this army. If you're a very particular brand of Johnny, where you like the uphill challenge and very careful, like, planned out finesse synergistic moves, then sure, right? This army could be for you, right? But that's a sort of very high level of play that only a very small subset of people enjoy. I'm excited to put my Sons of Badmont on the table. I'm excited to put my Iron Jaws on the table. I'm excited to put my Skaven on the table. Mm. Right? Those are like, I look forward to those. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yes, let's play that. Like, I'm excited. I got lists I keep thinking of. I am like, yes, let's do this. Let's do that. I want to try this unit. I want to try that unit. I'm going to play this thing. Do I want to put Kragnos in? What am I doing? What's going on? I'm excited to play my basic Slaves to Darkness. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so you're, so you're excited about three, right? Like, as a, as a takeaway. Oh, yeah. You're excited about three. Like, I've got lots of armies I'm playing that I'm really excited about. I'll play Slanesh some just to, to really make sure I still get my, my reps in, you know? But it doesn't excite me in the way it used to. Yeah. Because it, it because I don't get to play with the toys I wanted to play with. There's a huge swath of the army that's like, if you take these things, you made a wrong choice. Agreed. Well, listen, Vince, it's been lovely having you on the show. Uh, thank you so, so much. Uh, I think, as always, you and me, we should just do a show next week where we just shoot the shit. Um, because I think there's so much for us to both catch up on with three and generally the world. Uh, so it'd be so fun to talk to you about that. I know you always have a bunch of thoughts for me, which I always appreciate. So thank you. And thank you for doing this as well, because actually this is having gone through this now, actually it's more of a, um, it was a harder ask or a harder yes. So thank you again for doing so. Um, then I really realized like, you know, you had Chris on yesterday and he was so excited to be talking about Idnet Deepkin. You've had to like drag sure. yourself through something that you love. That's painful, which <laughs> I mean, like right on the money in the narrative. Uh, it's a, again, it's a very meta army. <laughs> it's right in line. I also appreciate that the way you organized your faction reactions, like Jacob Barry is coming on to do doc in a little while. Okay. Yeah. In, in a, so yeah we'll um, be live again if you're watching this we'll be live again in about 50 minutes so 2 30 uh in uk time so and then he's gonna be all he's like have you played marathi it's so fun <laughs> it is gonna be a night and day difference of these two worlds like because the two armies are like i know you need to go and i'm sorry i just uh, one more thing the two armies have a lot of like them are thematically very similar even their main baseline unit is very thematically similar Right. They're both melee focused speed murder armies like murder ladies with unexplained shooting also being part of the army. Mm -hmm. Right. It, the difference is one of them is way underpointed and has tremendous and has a tremendously good like focal centerpieces to build around and synergism to the moon. And one of them is not <laughs> has the whatever the opposite of that is. 
That's the difference. Yeah, and so, I, and so I, yeah, and so I'm I, I need to thank you, money. and I hope obviously the Twitch chat, who I know are thanking you, uh, the comment in there is from HMS Banksy. Great patience, you two. Well done. Hard listen, but even harder for you guys because it is hard because you don't want you don't wake up and be like, and Vince woke up early for this. He didn't be like, can't wait to really tell everyone that something's shit for an hour and a half. So like, thanks, Vince. <laughs> it's deeply appreciated, and thank you to all of you. Someone's asking if there's an ogre one. Yeah. So all of these are on YouTube or as a podcast, of course, and they're live in front of a Twitch audience um so you guys can go back and they're up already and they're all brilliant and what's so good for me is just having someone who knows the army far better than i do for each one of these and just hearing their excitement or love or disappointments uh in that situation so uh, it's been good um so yeah and we're doing two more today so if you are like around listening live now uh we'll be live at 2 30 and 4 o'clock so we're doing daughters of cain and we're doing slaves to darkness at four so that'll be three in the can so uh still just uh, hunting down some players of note in some of the other uh, factions. It's really hard finding a Fire Slayers player because, like, hey, have you got any Fire Slayers? Do you know about Fire Slayers? They're like, I played Hearthguard Berserkers. I was like, that's not why I asked. It's not. I said, have you played Fire Slayers? They're like, no, I played Hearthguard Berserkers. I'm like, fucking Christ. Like, <laughs> you, do you know? Sure. You've got other units. Like, wait, wait what? What? <laughs> no, I thought Fire Slayers were all Magma Drops and Aura Curseguard. Now I thought that's all that was that army was. Apparently, now, so but, like I got to find that guy yeah. who knows. Uh, so we'll see. Um, all right. Anyway, I, I hold on. I, is I don't know if Jim Jim McConus is, is serious or not. So I don't know if he's joking. But if not, hi Jim, new player, welcome. If you are, and yes, I have another show. It's called Warhammer Weekly. It's every Wednesday. Just look for my channel on YouTube. Rob will put the links below. But if you if you're if you're being serious, welcome. Uh, I'm glad you enjoyed the information about Slanesh and happy he, to help. He is. He, every Wednesday, uh, Warhammer Weekly, go check it out. It's phenomenal. Um, so, yeah, uh, go look at that. And I will include in the show notes. Also, I'll include the show notes Vince's list. Thanks for coming on, Vince. Thanks, everyone, for joining us live. You're all obviously brilliant. Um, and then uh, thank you to everyone who listens to the podcast uh, or supports us on Patreon. So, it's been cool. Thank you again, Vince. Uh, any shout outs? You got an opportunity for a shout out today uh, before we go. Uh, oh my goodness. Uh, so many shout outs. Yes. Uh, I, I want to shout out you for doing all these list reactions. It's been great. I, I re or faction reactions. Sorry. Um, I really love watching all these. It's been fantastic to have everybody on, uh, uh, to Smorgan for doing a great job with the Skaven review. He should have gone another hour and talked about all the more good units. And, uh, I'm going to have him, uh, on the show here in a little while to actually talk about Skaven on Warhammer hey. Weekly. So very excited about yeah. that. Uh, can't wait for that show. And uh, to my my lost previous co-host, Tom, who I hope is uh, doing better and has been going through a rough patch in real life, but it's hopefully going to be back joining us soon. So Hey, massive love to Tom. He's a wonderful person, so I hope he gets him soon. Uh, my shout-out, obviously, is to Arthur Vogalis. Um, uh, big love to him. As, as always. always. As always. A big shout-out to Arthur. Uh, and thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We'll see you guys in not long now. It's only 45 minutes till Jacob Berry gets to tell you how much better Daughters of Cain are always than Celeste in every way. Uh, thanks, Vince. We'll see you guys soon. Thanks for